everybody, it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder of Cinema Draft, and the owner of BlacksInBitcoin.com, where I stay black and love in Bitcoin. And everybody's welcome. So the purpose of this podcast is to provide a safe space for newbies and hodlers alike to embrace their love and curiosity of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency with me. We're hey, back. everybody. It's your back boy, in Vegas. Eduardo Jackson. Totally ready to kick off the new year with uh, with a, a, you know, a little more production value. As you can see, I finally have my screen up 100% of the time so we can gauge my reactions real time. Got a really expressive face. Also, a little bit of background step and repeat. It's not too bad. And looking to, to get a little deeper into uh, doing videos. Um, while I do endeavor to do these once a week, on Wednesdays, I was up really late working on the outline. I couldn't quite make it, but I'm here today, Thursday. Hopefully, every Wednesday, we'll be back with a new hour-long podcast going on some of the prevailing issues of the day. Uh, for me, I'm uh, looking forward to embracing some guests in the following weeks. Um, we have guests lined up for the 17th, 24th, and 31st. So, fingers crossed we can get a guest in here on the 10th. Looking forward to that. Um, a lot of people loving to talk uh, Bitcoin and crypto. I held several what I like to call informal Bitcoin Tupperware parties over the break where just getting together with my people, getting them interested and excited about crypto and just spreading the bit gospel. Uh, so one thing I do want to announce, because if I announce it, it will probably hold me to it is I'll be doing a few more videos. Um, just too much happens in this space, day to day, to just do like a weekly wrap-up or summary. And so I kind of want to you know, uh, share with you things I learned throughout the week uh, in the cryptocurrency space. And so I kind of came up with the idea to do you know a short video between five and 10 minutes uh, long. I'm not sure if it'll be daily, um, but I'll endeavor to do it daily uh, now that I'm getting the hang of of you know uh, YouTube videos for crypto these days, but um, but as as it kind of strikes me, I'll I'll do some videos. Something that I think we're gonna tentatively call right now, E L I five colon T I L. So explain like I'm five. Today I learned because I learned something new every day in crypto, and I'm just here to spread the knowledge. The purpose of this podcast and my site is to spread awareness and education uh, about what's going on out there. Um, I, I do it for the love. Right now, there is no money in this podcast. So uh, I really want to share with you some cool stuff I find out throughout the week on how we all can, can you know, embrace financial freedom through cryptocurrency and our mutual love of Bitcoin. All right, so let's get to some crypto in the news. I'm changing from Bitcoin in the news because now Bitcoin dominance is so damn low. It's all about crypto in the news. And the first thing we're going to tackle is Ripple. The, the rise of Ripple. It has gone bonkers. Ripple is now out here just just crushing and owning souls. We'll go into the coin count a little bit later, but no, CNN, I do not want an ad. Gosh, I got to get my ad blocker on this on, on this browser. Uh, anyways, uh, Ripple is going nuts. Um, people think that it's well, it could be a, a few things. Um, first of all, it's it's you know tripled in market caps. Actually, let's take a look at the coin market cap of Ripple because this the last seven days have been bonkers, just absolutely nuts. So look at these last seven days since we last convened. Okay, this linear scale. 
This is this is linear scale. Okay, so I mean it looks fairly tame now, but these are really big jumps from a dollar forty six all the way up to now three sixty two. So it has more than doubled in the span of seven days, and that's saying a lot because this cryptocurrency has thirty eight billion in circulating supply. Thirty eight billion. That's more than you know. That, that's that's like what a thousand times. Uh, a thousand times Bitcoin or something like that, as far as the circulating supply, it's a lot of it's a lot of digital coins out there. So if people are buying up Ripple, and and this these kind of droves, you kind of want to wonder why. Well, I also wonder why. It's second now in coin market cap. Uh, it's leapfrogged Ethereum and and left Bitcoin cash in its dust in, in its wake. And <clears throat> basically, there's uh, there uh, it's been fueled largely by South Korean speculation. The Koreans! The Koreans! Uh, where's my... Oh, hell no! Nope, wrong one. There we go. Yes, the Koreans, the rescue. They're out here just gobbling up all this great Bitcoin. Uh, also, um, Japanese banks, as well as South Korean banks, are adopting it. So they're making... Uh, they're probably using it, what a lot of these other banks around the world, uh, over 100 banks are using it for. The, hunt, the $1 trillion interday... Uh, settlement market, which is you know a big thing for banks. Banks are always exchanging, lending money to each other throughout the day, and so you know they're using something like Ripple to get those transactions done securely and quickly. But then let me also posit another theory. Let me get my tinfoil hat on. <laughs> yes. All right. So is this a stealth attack to co-opt crypto? Now. Now, so there, it, this is a very divisive issue in some corners. You know, part of, one of my favorite groups, the on, on Facebook, the Black People in Cryptocurrency group, uh, they have there. Are, there's no love lost for for Ripple in this in in these segments. Basically, Ripple is kind of everything that cryptocurrency was designed against. It's centralized by one company in San Francisco. Uh, there's there's almost a, there's a seemingly almost limitless supply of coins, like 99 billion Ripple. Although, to be fair, in Ripple's defense, they have locked away 55 billion of it in escrow and will like release it slowly uh, over time. So it's not like they're planning to flood the market immediately with all their extra Ripple. Uh, but also, but it's highly centralized. It's already favored by the banks, and uh, and a lot of people in cryptocurrency spaces believe that this is a stealth attack by the banks to basically take over the cryptocurrency space. And you know what? It very well could be because, quite honestly, banks are on the outside looking in on all this. Uh, a lot of them are late to the party, quite frankly. Um, a lot of the haters – hi, Jamie Dimon. <laughs> a lot of the haters out there are really, really, um, you know, uh, salty that they didn't, that they're not able to manipulate this some way, somehow. So maybe they think that if they can get in on Ripple, which is, you know, fairly cheap. I mean, it, it's 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 accessible to the mind because at three dollars and eighty-two cents, who doesn't have three dollars and eighty-two cents in their in their pocket, in their account to own a, a single whole Ripple? Matter of fact, that's Probably less than the cup of what a, a grande or a, a, a grande latte at Starbucks. So you know the mind shares easily captured with Ripple among retail investors as well as Wall Street alike. And you make it even more is that because it is favored by the banks, they probably think they can do an end around around this whole crypto nonsense by buying up all the Ripple. And let's be honest, it really wouldn't be that hard to do because let's just do some let's do some quick back of the back of the browser math here. So. Taking J.P. Morgan, our boy, Jamie Dimon. Uh, 
Oh, hell no! Yes. Yes, our boy Jamie, Di Jamie Dimon. Let's look at their assets under management. They have... Uh, oh, come on. They used to tell me. How much... How much... Okay. How much does J.P. Morgan have under management? There we go. That's what I was looking for. And basically, it's it's estimated $2.5 trillion under management. Now, take a look at this. There, here is the total market cap ripple, $148 billion, which, you know, is, I mean, that that's a, that's a lot of money or a lot of value per se. And they have, and they're already more than half of what Bitcoin is, and in the space of like a week and a half, two weeks, which is is scary. I mean, there's there's legitimate, you know, fear and loathing out there that Ripple could eventually overtake Bitcoin, be the number one, um, uh, com uh, the, the company. Well, actually, it would be a company to be honest with you, because most of these other altcoins are decentralized, but Ripple is an actual company that has a, a proprietary coin. So if this company slash coin overtakes uh, Bitcoin, which, you know, which it seems like they're closing the gap pretty quickly. I mean, it wouldn't be hard for a JP Morgan to buy out all the Ripple. I mean, for less than for less than maybe 5%, less than less than 10% of their total assets under ma management, JP Morgan could own all of Ripple if they could find enough uh, if they could find enough uh, trading partners to sell them all the Ripple. So, I kind I personally believe in my tinfoil hattery that Jamie Jamie Dimon and his acolytes and people like him, the heads of the big banks, are are quietly gathering up all these Ripple and coins because for some reason they probably think they can control the cryptocurrency space. Now me, I'm not nearly as as fud about all this. I mean, there, I mean, some of the discussions I've seen have been fairly you know fairly apoplectic and ridiculous to be honest with you because I mean I understand that yes Ripple does go against the reason why. You know, cryptocurrency was invented in the first place. I understand that, but I'm out here to get these coins, to get this money. Now, once it was explained to me by now future guests to do a deep tease, Patwin Lawrence, the Black Republican of Black Republican Black Democrat podcast I was on a couple months ago, and once he explained to me that there is a trillion dollar daily interbank settlement market uh, for that people are using Ripple for, that's when I got my first Ripple. Because otherwise, I believe it was too centralized, it was too, uh, it's too, it's anti-Bitcoin, anti what it stands for and everything like that. But for a change, instead of the banking system gaming us, let's game them. Let's game them for a change. Why don't we? Why don't we make money off their ignorance? If they think they can jump into crypto, you know, Johnny all Johnny come lately and own the space, I think they can have some sort of sway in it by buying up all the Ripple. Let them. Let's make profit off their ignorance. Wag, 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 wag. <laughs> oh, wow, I thought there was more to that. Wag, 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 wag. There we go. <laughs> yes, let's work it out on those fools. So for, for all those people who, I mean, I, while I agree with you that this isn't reason why Bitcoin was created and cryptocurrency in general was created, I'm more than happy to make profit off of other people's ignorance. The genie's out of the bottle. No matter how hard banks f fight, you know, basically their fate and try to avoid being the dinosaurs they are in this new peer-to-peer -peer economy, let them buy up all the Ripple. Let us make money off it. Let them trade money amongst themselves while we continue to ignore the banks, 
go around them, trade our Bitcoin person to person or on decentralized exchanges and leave them the hell out of it and just make some money off their Bitcoin. How about that, banksters? How about that? As you can see, I've missed my soundboard. Ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. All right. Next up, we have. <laughs> All right. I'll try to keep this one short. Vitalik Buterin pouts over crypto. Basically, so but yet he still moves thirty thousand Ethereum. All right. So basically, Vitalik Buterin, the twenty-three-year-old uh, creator of Ethereum which came out two years ago, to actually two and a half years ago at this point. Um, very popular, number three in coin market cap now. And it's, it's the technology that a lot of these tokens and other coins, all coins are built off of. I mean, it's they include what are called smart contracts, which means that you're going to be uh, that, you know, you can uh, have coins released if certain conditions are met. It's a great way to kind of... Um, keep everybody on the up and up when you're doing stuff. And quite honestly, it's setting a layer of usability that a lot of stuff, that a lot of th assets and services are going to be digitized to in the future. I mean, think about like, like you know, lawyers and contracts, you know, real estate, all those, in, you know, type of assets and, and things where you need some sort of exchange with a with, without a third party, you'll use a smart contract for. Anyways, Ethereum, very popular. Uh, that's also on a, on a nice little rise today. Um, Actually, when I last saw it, it was over a thousand. Has it dipped? There we go. Ethereum, one thousand twenty-eight. Uh, well over. It's across a thousand, reaching all-time highs. And so, it looks like about a week ago, he sent thirty thousand Ethereum to Bitstamp. Now, now this may be to pay some contractors, as he opined publicly. Um, it may be to take some profit. I ain't mad about that. But this dude is all verklempt because he's he's pouting about how the the crypto community has now devolved into a bunch of of uh materialistic memes about like everyone getting their lambos and 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 all sorts of other stupid like shit posts where people are kind of obsessing about the prices of coins and things of that nature and he thinks that crypto should have a higher calling that uh, it should be, you know, a, a more noble calling to get to the real reason why we all came to crypto. Now, look, I get it. I've been in crypto since 2013. By no means am I an OOG, but I'm OG enough. And I've seen it go high. I've seen it go low. I've ridden through it all, mostly based off of my belief in the technology. But what I'm not about is, is you know, people basically using – I mean, it, all right, let me just put it this way. I know what he's saying and and the fact that he's rich enough, you know, crypto rich enough to be able to to cash out, you know, a, a bunch of Ethereum and to live off of whatever. I mean, it, it seems really naive. I mean, it's truly spoken like a 23 year old who's disappointed that life hasn't worked out the way he wanted. I mean, I know real people whose lives are being changed by crypto, including my own. I mean, if it's a financial freedom motivation that's driving crypto, which you could always expect it would be, then so be it. As a matter of fact, let me share with you. Let me bring this up because I made a post on the Black People in Cryptocurrency group. Shout out Deidre McIntyre, Ramsey, Ramsey McIntyre. So I made a post. Let me just read it to you, to you guys verbatim. All right. 
because I felt I felt this pretty much sums up my whole position on on Vitalik and his powdery. To quote Han Solo, "I'm not in it for your revolution, sister. I'm in it to get paid." That being said, having been in Bitcoin since early 2013, having ridden highs and lows to highs again. When all I could do was hang on to its tech potential and hope for mass adoption, I have always seen talk about mooning and Lambos in the cryptocurrency community with every little price bump. Oh, the exuberance we crossed $100, $500, and we passed gold. Only difference now is that it's exponentiated due to many more players in the space. Vitalik sounds like the pouty, naive, early 20-something he probably is. Only a committed few are going, are going to care about the social aspects of anything, let alone cryptocurrency, which will always have the profit component leading the way once stakes got high enough and mass adoption appeared on the horizon. Grow up or walk, Vitalik. Won't bother me none. Crypto is far beyond the contributions of just one person, i.e. Satoshi to Bitcoin, Jobs to Apple, Gates to Microsoft, etc. Hashtag, sorry not sorry, if the law of unintended consequences spoiled your techie little... Also, my ICO, did you know? Okay, sorry, I had to check the headphones. Thought we went off for a second. All right, it's also going to be folded into my ICO, did you know? Uh, and that is, oh man, I tingle thinking about it. BitConnect X. So BitConnect, when when I went to to do like my little my daily uh, reinvest deposit or whatever, <clears throat> they had this up. Actually, let's go to it. This is this is pretty cool. BitConnect.co. So when you go here to sign in and everything, you get this little pop up. Wait for it. Wait for it. There it goes. All right. Be a part of the cryptocurrency movement. <clears throat> ICO January 10th, 2018. Okay, now, so then you click on it and it brings you to this page. And then it tells you in five days, five, oh, did, oh they fixed it. Okay, that's cool. As at first, the, the, the days were off. So now the countdown is on to January 10th. And I think it's like January 10th, you know, Thailand time. I think they've relocated, they're, they're located in Thailand now. So <clears throat> anyways, nobody knows what this is or what it does. You can click to your heart's content. It's not going anywhere. Nothing, no info, and to be honest with you, as a marketing guy, uh, kind of first and foremost, kind of brilliant, kind of brilliant. I mean, nobody knows what's going on with, with BitConnectX, but popular opinion for this ICO is that, uh, and, and let's, be, let's be honest, BitConnect, you know, unnecessarily so, is a controversial high-yield investment program that people think is a scam or a Ponzi. And I, of course, have all these reasons on my site dedicated here for why BitConnect is not a, a Ponzi scheme or a scam or whatever. <clears throat> and I won't get into them right now. Feel free to go to my site and click 
on the pages side, my BitConnect, well, my my Bitcoin investment scam, um, but it's been paying me out daily. I've amassed about 60% uh, in less than, in about 50 something days, in about 45 days of <clears throat> uh, being on the platform. Very happy, uh, and I'll be using its profits very soon to fuel my coin portfolio. Anyways, so <clears throat> so some people are thinking that that this could possibly be an exit scam for for Bitcoin, BitConnect, and that they're doing an ICO just to somehow take our money and run. Well, look, y'all, if they want to take our money and run, they could have done it already. We've seen this act before as far as the, with BitPetite, when they added Monero to their to their uh, database or to their dashboard and then changed out all our money into Monero and then left. And quite honestly, that's the only reason why I'm invested in Monero, because I know it works. They haven't found those fuckers yet. So when it comes to BitConnect X, I'm more bullish. I'm more optimistic. And I think, like most people think in general space, and there, and the second this came up, there was tons of BitConnect videos on YouTube, people opining what it could possibly be. I honestly think it's going to be a cryptocurrency exchange. And even, even better yet, it might even be a decentralized exchange. So check it out. So look on their roadmap. And the roadmap is hella ambitious. Um, and right here around May, they say a they they show a decentralized cryptocurrency exchange for BTC and BCC, uh, buy and sell BCC BTC with fiat currency, which would be huge. Oh my God! How how backed up is Coinbase these days? Coinbase. Gemini had some issues earlier today for a hot second. I mean, trying to get some crypto on these mainline uh, exchanges is is getting tough. Binance today, freaking Binance said that they're stopping, they're halting new uh, uh, new members because they can't handle the load. It's a hell of a load, quote Eddie Murphy and Boomerang. I mean, so having another exchange out here, one that will have hopefully a lot of different altcoin pairs, one that that's already on a platform I trust, even if, if y'all don't, is going to be huge. And then here's the keyword right here, decentralized. That would be phenomenal. A decentralized exchange is something kind of like, let's do uh, like Ether Delta. Uh, you know, now they're not all highly trafficked. Matter of fact, um, they definitely could use some more, they definitely could use some more love. But basically, these are exchanges where if you already have like a, uh, uh, a my ether wallet or an ERC 20 you know uh, compliant wallet and basically that's like a ethereum token compliant wallet which is what a lot of these altcoins you know well all these newer altcoins and ICOs are based off of then you can just use that wallet to directly exchange on something like ether delta it's pretty damn cool and you don't have to actually have your wallet listed on an exchange where you know it's at risk for, of being taken it's actually kept privately on your own on your own stuff you own the pri you hold the private keys it's not on an exchange where it gets hacked if you get hacked you're screwed if they get hacked you're safe so a decentralized exchange it would be quite exciting, quite innovative. And if that's part of the plan and this ICO is to fund that, count me in. Yay! That's right. All right. So, and also, let's, that, that gets an air horn too. Yes, this is going to be dope. So anyway, so nobody really knows exactly what it is, but we think it's going to be decentralized exchange. Also note there they'll be taking now litecoin that's news bitcoin and then of course their proprietary bcc bitconnect coin another thing for uh, for the anti ponzi people 
Binance has its own coin also for their exchange. They don't even have a lending platform like BitConnect does, to my knowledge. So the fact that they're doing an ICO to create a separate coin for their exchange that you can use to get like discounts on trading fees and stuff, just like Binance, is a really good sign. And honestly, it makes me feel even better about the BitConnect platform. But you know what? I'm, I'm not out here trying to make converts out of people. I, uh, I mean, I've learned, uh, I learned a very great quote uh, uh, the other day from a member in the BPNC uh, Facebook page. My rule is to tell you twice and show you what I'm doing. There is no third time. <laughs> Tyrell Spradley, this one's for you, buddy. This one is for you. Yes. And I, once again, my rule is to tell you twice and show you what I'm doing. There is no third time. Nope. That's right. Okay. So moving on. It's that time! we have oh there we go tech for me so sorry about that okay <clears throat> um <laughs> so now we're getting to your favorite part my favorite part or not okay great i have now lost my sound effects oh oh they got too many windows open maybe that's what it is there we go. Next segment, it is the Tron James Honorary Coin Count, where I count my coins, and you count your coins, and we all get rich together. Hi, Trevon. Hi, Trevon, our inspiration, that goofy dude. Gotta love him, though. Look at that. 129,000 subscribers. We can only hope someday. Anyways, Trevon James is, is, is the honorary, <clears throat> is, is the honorary uh, non-existent informal host's coin count. We're going to talk about uh, my coin portfolio, of which I am very excited about. Because we passed a milestone yesterday, y'all. I, I haven't done like an official coin count for today, uh, January 4th. But yesterday, January 3rd, after just 46 days of my coin portfolio. This is this excludes even like my BitConnect uh, holding, my BitConnect portfolio. This is just my coin portfolio. We actually passed the 100% ROI date mark. Repeat, we just passed 100% ROI on in 46 days from our coin portfolio. Whoa, watch out, says that bird. Yes, I can't be more excited. This is like, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's like a dream come true, but this is a huge milestone for your boy. Very exciting because, I, I mean, who would have thunk that you could make so much money, so much money and not be like part of the Illuminati. This is outstanding. I'm very excited. It's, all my plans are on track for, for financial freedom, hopefully by the end of this year. I'm very excited uh, about this. It's a very big personal milestone. This is the first of many. 
The first of many, I'm sure, but it's very exciting for your boy. All right, so let's take a look at some of these coins. Um, I'm kind of coming into them cold because, like I said, I did this outline uh, late last night. Think he was going to record last night. Didn't get to it. My bad. Fatality. <laughs> so here we are um, with the daily coin count. Once again, we, so I'm sorry. So the official number is 105.65% ROI in 46 days. Shut up! No, really, in 46 days. Shut up! Okay. Uh, I, I said I'd tell you twice. There will be no third time. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's let's go down some of these coins because I, I got I'm holding some coins. I'm holding, I believe, 13 coins overall, and we added some this week, and we'll get to those in in a few. So first coin, of course, let's refresh a little bit. Is Bitcoin the granddaddy? Let's look at the seven-day chart, and it has had a bit of a ride as usual. Started off at 1,400. Went down, what was that, like 12,500, and then it's kind of in a little ups and downsy, ups and downsy. And once again, as I, as I kind of surmised over the break, people were taking profits, you know, spending their Christmas money, <clears throat> you know, end of the year type stuff. And now in our first real, you know, work days of the new year, it's getting back more towards its normal rise. And, and I, I, did post a, I did post an article to blacksandbitcoin.com. Our host site, where, <clears throat> where basically, and I think I did, did I, did I post this? Where was it? Uh, oh, here it is. Yes. <clears throat> uh, it did, oh yeah, it's okay, part of yeah, it's part of the Happy Birthday Bitcoin. For those who didn't know, January third, yesterday, was the ninth birthday of Bitcoin. The the Genesis block, you know, of Bitcoin and the blockchain was born on January third, two thousand and nine. That's when the mysterious Satoshi Nakamoto, you know, you know, announced his presence with authority, with his very first block, with a note embedded into the what they call the Coinbase. A Coinbase is an actual thing. <clears throat> embedded in the Coinbase was was a nice little note, you know, saying that the that the Bank of England on the verge of a second bailout. So that was basically to the banking establishment. <laughs> that was very much a Hey, how you doing? <laughs> to announce to the financial world that this was not okay. And so with that, Bitcoin was born. So happy birthday, Satoshi. Um, wherever you are, some people think you're dead. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so so uh, this, this video right here, pretty cool video. Check it out if you get a chance. Basically, this guy goes into what I'm always talking, which I like to focus on a lot of times, the logarithmic properties of Bitcoin uh, or the logarithmic scale of Bitcoin and its rise, because then it doesn't look so crazy. Because if you look at it, if you look at it this way on CoinMarketCap, uh, well, that's the last seven days. If you look at the all-time growth, it looks very hockey stickish. I mean, this looks almost like a perfect hockey stick, like a Vegas Golden Knight. And shout out to the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, I think second best record in the league, 17 and two at home, 17 two and one at home. Ha ha, Vegas flew. We have home court advantage because we live in Vegas. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you go, if you switch to the logarithmic scale, that's a pretty clean, steady progression. You have your ups and your downs, your dips, but logarithmically, and when, and when we mean by logarithmically, we mean by percentage of total market cap, which you know, which basically shows you. Because it's one thing to say, oh, I've gone from you know, a hundred to a thousand. That's basically 10x. And but it's another thing to say, I've gone from 
a thousand to twenty thousand. That's twenty x. I mean, it's it's it takes a lot more to get to get to get. For, well, does that even make any sense? Hold on. Uh, a thousand uh, from a hundred to a thousand is ten x, but to go from a thousand to two thousand is only like 2x. I mean, the numbers are higher, but you know, the percentage of market cap is going to be smaller. So this pretty much kind of lays it out a lot better <clears throat> and shows that logarithmically as percentage of market cap, it's going steady, you know, up and to the right. It's not even that dramatic. It's just that the numbers have gotten so big, so big after, after this spike right here, <clears throat> generally, I mean, and that was from what? That was basically from about 133 to, to a thousand bucks. In late 2013, I remember that spike. It actually was about 1,100 something. I mean, that was pretty a big shock. But ever since then, every time we get we get lower, we get higher lows and higher highs. Logarithmically, it kind of makes sense. It really does. So anyway, so he kind of explains that logarithmically, Bitcoin is about as steady as it gets. Actually, I, I probably should do some research and see what like other asset classes like gold and what have you do. Gold's a, gold's a flat line. Gold ain't nobody checking for gold. Gold sucks. <laughs> gold, you will actually have lost money, like maybe like 19 bucks over the past, you know, <clears throat> seven or eight years. But Bitcoin, yeah, it's on fire. Dracaris. Light them up, dragon style. Okay, so let's not spend all day on this coin count. <clears throat> so my first one is Bitcoin. And personally, we are up... Uh, well, we had, we actually we had our our best our second best day ever yesterday, 14.2% overall, <clears throat> and Bitcoin's up for us nicely, so we appreciate that. Next up, Ripple XRP, and that I mean that has just gone pretty parabolic out to 352, uh, a little bit down for them, but you know <clears throat> uh, they're up as high as I believe 373 earlier. And I mean, then look at this. I mean, they're I mean their all-time chart is bananas because it all is happening over here but look at the last seven days i mean explosive growth from a dollar 45 to now 349 356 i mean it changed by the minute so much money flooding the ripple also big rumor is that coin is that coinbase next coin could be ripple so that might be fueling the the fire as well all right, uh, and that's also probably why Binance is shut down because Binance is a popular uh, popular site to get Ripple because uh, you can't get it on Coinbase, and they're probably that's why they're shut out to new uh, to new members. All right, what else we got? We've got ETH, ETH looking pretty good. We uh, oh, and and for the record, with Ripple, I mean, I've already did Ripple. We we got in at twenty three cents and bought some more at twenty five cents. And good lord, and I, I did the math the other day. We're actually we actually have like a 1,361% ROI. Nucking futs. <laughs> okay, ETH, Ethereum. We also have that one is also sharply up, especially over the last 24 hours. The seven day, pretty freaking huge. 7.25 a week ago today, and now all the way up to. 1,028. That is monstrous growth. What's it like? 35, 40% or something like that. It's just, it's crazy growth. Great stuff. Or actually, no, that's, that's probably more. It's more like 50, 60%. Um, really, really good stuff. Way to go. ETH. Let's check out Dash real quick. Dash. Seems like, oh man, Dash kind of getting left in the dust, but they've done well this week. Look at this, Look at these gains. Get your gains, man. Get your gains. Uh, the seven day for Dash. Looking real sexy. Started over here at 1,086. 
Now all the way up, uh, up over 1251. I don't even think that's their all-time high either. Their all-time high, I think, was damn near 1300, right? Yeah, look at this sucker right here. Nope, that's not right. Look at this sucker right here. There we go. It's like, uh, maybe it is an all-time high. I might be mistaken. I just remember getting it, getting super high. But now, so maybe Dash is at all-time high. So good for Dash. Keep doing what you're doing, boy. Um, and uh, that's that's like my privacy coin of choice. Although I've yet to really use it, but I love the way it's set up and I love the roadmap. Also, Litecoin has taken a tumble. What's going on, Litecoin? Where you at, man? Um, it's recovered. It's recovered some today, but it's been it's had a really Dow Jonesy last seven days. Start off down here a week ago at 231, went all the way up to I think was it 300? It got really high. Was it 300? No. Well, it got fairly high in the 270s, I remember, and then it just started declining, and now it's kind of rebounding. So good for you, Dash. Way to hang in there. I mean, sorry, not Dash, sorry, Litecoin. Way to hang in there. Um, Charlie Lee divesting himself of most of his Litecoin might have affected the market some. But as far as quick, fast, cheap transactions, people are flocking to Litecoin now over others. Uh, what else? What else are we holding? What else are we hodling? Um, Bat. Basic attention coin. That's had a huge run up too. Is it in the top 20, 30? No, not yet. Okay, Bat's made a move this week though. Bat has been has been pretty explosive because it was sitting there like last week at this time is sitting like we like we we got into Bat at I think 16 cents per yeah 16 cents per and bought a little bit more at 21 cents and Bat is sitting now at oh come on B A T there you go B A T Whoa, 67 cents. Gosh, Lee, that's gone up five cents since yesterday. That's awesome. So Bat is is has had some explosive growth last week. Their seven-day chart. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get it. Let's go get it. Are we linear scale? We are linear scale. Yeah. It's 38, 39 cents a week ago. Now it's 66 cents. And I'm telling you, as they get closer and closer to to really fully implementing their their new browser and their new uh, advertising payment system, I really do you know see a lot of growth out of Bat. Uh, and as far as privacy coins go, XMR, aka Monero, and definitely your privacy coin of choice if you want to do some nefarious business. Monero is having a day, or, uh, well, it's, it's having a week, quite honestly. Um, a week ago, it was at 375. It went down, rallied up and up, really rallied up, but 411, and now it's settled in at about 402 as a record time. Um, not bad, Monero, and Monero's another one where we got in fairly cheap. Think 221 a coin. And these suckers are now at over 400. Very pleased. Very, very pleased. Storage has also had a hell of a week. It got a lot of, of attention for some reason uh, from the markets. Now, I think it's because, I mean, now this is part of the reason why I hold these coins. 
Whoa, watch out, says that bird. Yeah, look at that. That's that's pretty impressive. 20%, you know, uh, day over day. Uh, part of the reason why I hold these these certain coins is that when they have dips and, and downtrends, it's easier to ride them out if you believe in them. I believe in storage. I use Dropbox every day. But if a drone strike came and wiped out Dropbox and all its servers, I'd be fucked. So that's why storage and their concept of, de of decentralizing a Dropbox type of, you know, cloud uh, – uh, cloud storage solution is brilliant. They've been at it probably the longest. People talk about Filecoin. I'm over Filecoin. I've never never got into Filecoin because I think storage is here first. And it started by uh, some Morehouse bros. I'm a Morehouse alumni, alumnus. The house! So I definitely like supporting them. And they seem really competent. They've been slow and steady at it. Now, to be, now, for full disclosure, I actually have tried running a storage node, and it wasn't really working. It wasn't working for a few days, and I think those few days also coincided with the time that the, that the price started dropping. There's something wrong with, like, you know, bridges or technical stuff. Uh, ah, I don't know. I don't know. It's all technical Shut stuff. Shut up! Okay, I will. All right. Basically, it wasn't technically working right. People were having issues. We're all in the storage slack trying to get sorted out. They couldn't figure it out. So I kind of gave up on it. And coincidentally, you know, the price all started tanking. The price is back on the way up. So maybe this, the nodes are working. So I'm going to go try running my node again tonight and see what happens. Yes. That's right. Uh, and also getting towards the end of our coin count... Uh, XLM Stellar is living up to its name. My God, let's look at this one in perspective. This one has had a huge jump. It is now sixth overall. Okay, well, it looks like it's looks like, oh wow, it looks like it's down today, but um, or for the moment, it that, that this one's had some really wild swings. Stellar is actually seventh overall off of a super hot week. Jeremy, look at this, look at this week. This look at this seven day. Up and to the right, my friends. Started off at 22 cents per. Got up as high as 89 cents. Maybe a little higher. 90, 91. 93 cents. Oh, what does this? 94 cents. What? Got up as high as 94 cents per stellar before you know having a little bit of a pullback down to its current 80 cents per. Even still, that's pretty amazing. Uh, I registered it at 89 cents yesterday, probably near its peak. Um, and that's another coin that we got in for for 19 cents per uh, about maybe two or three weeks ago. Really great coin. And and Stellar also, it's another you know cheap uh, a cheap cryptocurrency, one that people that are in developing nations are looking to use, things of that nature. Uh, Substratum. Uh, and a, a coin whose time has come. They're basically trying to do a decentralized internet. Uh, we, I think after losing that neutrality, we can all be here for that. Substratum is trading... Oh, my God. Uh, bruh. 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 It's trading at $1.55. Good gravy. This is bananas. And I say that because we got in at 68 cents a coin like 10 days ago. What is going on, people? All right, let's look at it seven day. Seven day is really impressive. Um, seven days ago, we were at $1.05. We're now at $1.55. The ROI on this thing is nuts. I, I, love, I love this coin. I love it. I love it because there is, there is a pressing 
need for it. We need this more than people realize. When net neutrality comes in, and it's already, they've already started doing some chicanery. I already started seeing some F- FCC stuff trying to reclassify broadband from 25 megabytes down and 4 megabytes up down to 10 megabytes down and 1 megabyte up, which is like you might as well be u- using you know AOL dial-up speeds. Oh, hell no! <laughs> Oh, hell no. You don't want to go back to those days. Trust me. I'm old. I lived through AOL. It sucked. Everything was slow. Pages took forever to load. Not a great user experience. So, yeah. So, that's that's one that we're going to keep our eye on um, because it's once, once they really go online, it's going to be great. And now, also, <clears throat> leading us out of our coin count... It's somewhat incomplete. There's still a couple more coins we need to talk about, but these are fairly new coins. And so let's get into our altcoin of the week. Yes. Our altcoin of the week is Ripio Credit Network, RCN. This is a global peer-to-peer network based on smart contracts. So basically, instead of going to the bank, or instead of be, or actually instead of instead of going to the bank for a, a loan, or you could actually go to a trustless system, uh, or a trustless network where you can lend money directly to to people who you want. Now, is, how is this different than Bloom? Well, Bloom may have something somewhat like this, but Bloom's overarching mission is to redo the entire credit scoring system. Uh, Ripio just wants to make sure it just wants to to facilitate peer-to-peer lending, which I think is is really cool, and I think it's definitely going to be a hot sector, if not this year, definitely in the years to come. Uh, Now, let's take a look at, at, you know, what we look at when we're looking to invest in a new coin. You know, you you kind of want to at least glance at the white paper. I mean, I know you're supposed to read white papers. I do try to read some of it. I mean, they're all like 50 to 100 pages long, very technical. I'm not the most technical person, but I do try to figure out some some basic uh, fundamentals uh, out of a company, either from the white paper or from the community they've set up around their company. Um, usually you want to see, you know, cool videos um, where it easily explains or breaks it down in a few minutes or less, because if the idea is too complex or esoteric, then it doesn't necessarily spell mass adoption, you know? Um, you also want to see what their roadmap looks like. Okay, great, they got a roadmap, it's excellent. So they're working on stuff. Um, they've, I guess they've been at it for a couple years, so that's good. They're not a flash in the pan, year and a half per se. Um, smart, con- you want to look at the team. Uh, the team, yeah, fairly generic looking, you know. Uh, you know, your your white people with beards. Nice to have some women in there. You know, we need more women in in tech as well as uh, Bitcoin and blockchain. So, you know, that's decent to see. Um, once again, more men, Europeans. Um, uh, their advisors, uh, you know, I haven't really heard of their advisors, but I'm sure they're very capable. But this is what sealed the deal for me. Tim motherfucking Draper. Tim Draper is that dude. Tim Draper's that dude. He is that dude. I am a cop, and you will respect my daughter. He's the one who came, who went to that, that auction. So remember way back in 2014 when the U.S. government seized, like, millions of, well, Millions of, millions of dollars then of Bitcoin and was auctioning it off. 
That's that dude who bought 20 million of it with his own money. I mean, it was it was done like almost every other transaction. It's a little nerve-wracking, but it was confirmed, went through, and he bought 20 million dollars worth of Bitcoin back then. That haul right now is estimated to be worth like 750 million, something crazy like that. So that's that dude. All right, that's that dude. So he's involved. Pantera Capital, they're they're uh, pretty well established, um, a venture capital fund. Uh, Boost VC, same thing. Finbushi, I've heard of them. I mean, these their their investors are big league. All right. So and also when you look at strategic partners, I mean, if Perkins Coie is is associated with them, they're a very prestigious, very expensive West Coast law firm. Um, I want to say they're based in Seattle. I'm not sure. Anyways, if they're involved, because they are not cheap, you know the sucker is going places. So, and Ripio featuring the press, it's gotten an okay amount of press. Could get some more, whatever. But that's very exciting. So, kudos to them. And, and so that's what. So we're adding that to the coin count. And so for that one, I got in at 38 cents. Yesterday it closed at 43 cents. And where where are we at today? And and their uh, I guess their their ticker symbol is RCN. There you go. Forty eight cents. <laughs> I love it. Now the cool thing about Ripio is that I don't think their I don't think their actual product totally kicks in until till Q2 of this year. Oh, April, April 20, 2018. That's right. So Q2 this year it goes live. So get your get your RCN while you can. Get it while it's cheap. Get it while it's hot. The block is hot on this one, all right? Okay. So, uh what else? Uh oh, then also um and so we're not going to have an ICO did you know because we already kind of folded that into the earlier part after the uh, right before the the coin count. But I did want to give us an update on an ICO I'm currently invested in. The only ICO I'm currently invested in, to be honest with you. And that one, of course, is Bloom. Say hello to Inclusive Credit. There we go. So Bloom is doing its dang thing. Uh, they actually, so their, their crowd sale ended uh, on January 1st. I think 12 p.m. Pacific time. They had some leftover tokens, so you know about 7%. So they distributed it, you know, very nicely to the rest of us. So I picked up <clears throat> some extra bloom. Thanks, appreciate it. So, so even though I invested at like 38 cents. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, I, uh, so basically, the the cost of mine, it's all Ethereum contracts. You have to use Ethereum wallets. Um, I had to get it associated with like. The, the my ether wallet to get it and everything it's, it's a bit of a hassle icos are not for newbies or the faint of heart it does there is a learning curve but eventually we got there we got our bloom they released it to us i got mine at a dollar 38 per right now they're not they're not traded on very many exchanges it's still early days only on two exchanges uh, one of them is easier to read than the other one um, and when i checked in yesterday uh my bloom had uh, the last trade for it on very limited trading on this one site, I think it was Ether Delta, was a dollar eighty-eight. So, so from a dollar twenty-six to one eighty-eight. Start from the bottom. Now we're here in like two days. So keep your eye on Bloom. Definitely want to get it now uh, before later. Because take a look at their roadmap. 
Where where did I put that roadmap? Uh, well, they have a roadmap. I thought I had that. Oh, here it is. Uh, some timelines, some timeline deadline stuff. Um, <clears throat> they're already working with some some initial lending partners, which is cool. They uh, are working on an, an invitation system and voting. So every time there's like a major decision that <clears throat> that they want to run by us, I get to vote with in accordance to how much bloom I have. Uh, and their ticker is BLT. Um, you won't find it on Coin Market Cap. It's still too early. Not on, not on enough exchanges yet. And then, uh, what else? Uh, identity matching, they say, is currently ahead of schedule. I already started taking first steps of creating a Bloom ID. Um, so good to hear that they're on that. Credit staking is on track for Q1. And then creditworthy assessment Q2. So a lot of stuff's going to be happening now in these next few months. Very big opportunity to get in on some of these ICOs. Now, to be fair, when, uh, you know, and also direct, I, I am not a financial advisor. I do not offer financial advice. All I offer are my opinions and perspectives from the, from the cryptocurrency space and the gains that I'm gaining. And it's because of stuff like Bloom, you know, which I have now added to my coin portfolio because it is now out of ICO stage and officially a, a real tradable asset at like a, uh, as a coin. It's because of stuff like Bloom that's going to make us all rich. Find you an ICO you like. No, find you an ICO that you love and ride that sucker to the top, damn it. Yes. All right. So so basically, uh, what else? Uh, so basically, the, the poll this week, well, let's just change the poll right now. The, the podcast poll this week, uh, from last week, actually, uh, we asked people if they're going to invest in Substratum net and didn't get very many responses and uh, basically the public was split so this week we're going to create a new poll and we might as well do it in real time right now podcast poll and from earlier uh think you'll invest in i wonder if they have their they do uh in bitconnect x there is it Actually, I'm not even sure which one is actually theirs. Ooh. I wonder if it's... And none of them are verified. Let's go with BitConnect X because that seems to be the oldest one and no one knew it was coming. All right. I think you'll invest in BitConnect X. And we'll add a poll. Hell yeah. Or hell to the nah. And we'll make it six days. There we go. Or actually, no, five days, because we should be back on on Wednesday. And we're going to tweet that and see what people think. And then let's act, and also let's peg it to uh, let's peg it to uh, re refresh this, and let's pin it to our profile page. There we go. Into profile. Yep. All right. And so that'll be up there all week for you guys to go and vote on. So tell me what you think. I'm very curious. Are you guys interested in the BitConnect X uh, ICO? Do you think it's a Ponzi scheme? Do you think, I mean, you know, what do you think? I'm very, I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Uh, me personally, I think if I can find that money in the couch cushions by, by the 10th, I'm all in there. I am up in there. All right. Okay, so ask a BTC guy. Now, this is the section where I ask you to send me your crypto questions. 
I'll send $5 in Bitcoin from my Coinbase account to the top three questions I get each week. I'll read and answer them on next week's pod and send you your crypto right after recording. Now, you need to email me at blacksinbitcoin, that's B-L-A-C-K-S, in Bitcoin at gmail.com, and... I will answer and I will answer them on on air the top three and unfortunately this year or not this year this week and, and this year first one of the new year we didn't get any questions oh hell no I know right okay so look I know y'all may not you know I know it may not be much to y'all you know and I really do appreciate everyone who's Watch the podcast, who watch the videos, who, you know, download the podcast, who've signed up in Coinbase through my referral code. And for those of you who've actually signed up for BitConnect under my referral code, I appreciate all you guys. But let's get some questions, y'all. I love hearing from you guys. I love answering questions that are really burning at, at you know, both newbies and hodlers alike that's going on in the cryptocurrency space. Love, it, you know, I love user, you know, listener-generated content. So let's get that going next week, all right? I mean, I'm, I'm offering, you know, look, I'll... I'll Sorry if I lost you there for a second, but we will offer you $10 to, to the person who, to the top three people whose questions I read and answer on the air. All right. So once again, email me at blacksinbitcoin at gmail.com to enter and win free Bitcoin. $10 free BTC. I'm telling you, beats a kick in the face. All right. So now our last segment for the culture is basically where uh, I bring up something in entertainment or pop culture, since that's my background as a writer, actor, and screenplay, uh, I guess writer, whatever, um, and movie critic as well. I see a lot of movies. Uh, sometimes it'll be about crypto, sometimes it won't. This week, it is very much not about crypto. It is about the about Darkest Hour. This is the this is the the biopic based off of that whole um, basically Winston Churchill's. He had a hell of a month. He basically got ushered in in May of 1940 after Neville Chamberlain's kind of strategy of appeasement was failing. He was like, I'm not going to appease the Nazis. I'm not going to negotiate with them, with them. We're going to war. Like We're, we're staying in this war. We're fighting them. We're, we're fighting them, dudes. And basically, it's all about like how a very a pretty, a very hellacious month. It's not even a full month. It's more like three and a half weeks. It's a very compressed period of time that he, that he ascends to power as prime minister uh, and has to face down all these appeasers in his own cabinet and to try to, to get his to get the troops from Dunkirk over in Dunkirk, France, of which the movie Dunkirk is based. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it, especially on the biggest, clearest screen you can. Um, it's like a companion piece to, to that Dunkirk movie because you know, now you see the political side of what it costs to get all those, the 300,000 English troops that are stranded on Dunkirk Beach back across the channel. And it's really riveting, really good stuff. I highly recommend it. Uh, and Gary Oldman. I mean, so basically, this is an action movie where the explosions or speeches 
lost speech fine, and the superhero is Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill. He's incredible. He's irascible, he's wordy, insecure, hilarious, self-deprecating, yet he is supremely convicted in the face of insurmountable pressure. He got snakes on the left, snakes on the right. It's been it's crazy. Everyone's trying to come at him. And he is just, and he does a really good job. He's, it's very, I mean, it's obviously Oscar bait, but I would kind of put him as a front runner for the performances I've seen so far uh, for the Oscar. It's a really great performance, really is. Uh, and there's also a speech early on, I think it's when he ascends to power at Parliament, that is so rah rah, so much like, you know, courage that it's probably going to be repeated in some way or, or form or fashion in high school football locker rooms <laughs> all around you know the world it's yeah it's it's something else look at that a masterpiece i agree it's really really good four reels all right so my weekly prediction last week i said btc would be 16,300 so we didn't quite get there did we uh let's go to maybe i should do a different projection maybe i shouldn't just do btc because i can never get that right Maybe I should do an offer of a prediction on different. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go off script. Let's let's offer a different prediction. All right. Um, I'm gonna hmm, because because even though even though I have on my notes BTC to fifteen thousand five hundred uh, next week, which is basically a lateral move, quite honestly, and it still could possibly go higher because CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, is coming to Vegas as it does at the beginning of January every year. And usually there's some sort of technical innovation or whatever that, you know, spikes markets around the world. And and I kind of wonder if, you know, blockchain type stuff might actually be on the minds of some of these things. I know IOTA is dealing with the Internet of Things. So a lot of like these gadgets that they bring to the CES, you know, are now starting to talk to each other. And IOTA somehow, some way is like the currency between, you know, those things. I don't know how it works. I'm not investing in IOTA, whatever. But all I'm saying is that we actually see a bump in crypto only be mostly due to announcements that a lot of these companies are making at this conference. So maybe, so I'm going to give you a two for one. So I'm going to give you a Bitcoin price. Now I have here 15,500. I'm going to change it. Let's go 15,900 because there, it, there may be some heat after, you know, one of these companies announces something Bitcoin or blockchain related that might carry over to the actual Bitcoin price. Um, and then I'm also going to give you a price target on Ripple. I think a week a week from today, Ripple will be at four dollars and fifteen cents. I don't see it slowing down. I, I I mean I think the banks are in it and they're in it to win it and or what they think is winning it. And if that just helps you know pump up my my coin, I'm all for it. I mean Ripple was trading at like pe- fractions of a penny earlier last year. It's bananas how far it's, it's come. So. You know, uh, I'm 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 willing to, to ride the ripple the ripple wave. I'm I'm fine with it. And I think that just because there's so much money going into the space, the rumors about Ripple coming onto Coinbase are not, you know, slowing down. Uh, you know, eventually, uh, I I just think Ripple is is where it's going to be at for for next week. So look at a price target of Ripple at four dollars and fifteen cents. And people, when when people say this stuff isn't sustainable, just hit them with some math, bruv. Hit them with some maths, all right? I've made 105% on my coin portfolio in 46 days. I've, you know, on my BitConnect portfolio, I've made 60% in about 40, in about the same amount of time, about 45 days. This stuff is happening. It's happening all around us. Do not 
get left out. All right, everybody. We're bringing this sucker in for a landing. Where can you find Blacks and Bitcoin uh, on the internet? Well, first of all, start your site, blacksandbitcoin.com. You can find us on Twitter, Blacks and Bitcoin. You can find us uh, on Facebook, Blacks and Bitcoin. You can find us on Instagram, Blacks and Bitcoin. Uh, no Snapchat, none of that, but we do have a, a little bit of Instagram. And everything basically is look for Blacks and Bitcoin. You will find my site. You can also subscribe to this podcast. That really helped me out. You can subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your favorite podcasting or wherever your favorite podcasting outlet lives. Like and subscribe our YouTube channel. Please like this video. Please subscribe to it. So that way every time I put up a new video, and I should be starting with more with some ELI5 TILs, explain like I'm five, today I learned, um, I should be coming out with some of those very shortly. I might even pop one off today if I'm feeling like it. Uh, what else? Uh, also, the easiest way to support the podcast is to give it a five-star rating on these podcasting outlets, share it with your friends, share on social media. The more I know about it, the better and bigger my giveaways can be. You can also open up a Coinbase account using my referral link. With your first buy of $10 or more, you'll get $10 worth of Bitcoin from Coinbase, and I'll get a little $10 from Bitcoin as well. So it's a win-win. Links, links are in the show description as well as the YouTube page. You can feel free to tip me on my blockchain wallet. The address is listed there. And even more, tell all your friends to send me some questions. I love Ask BTC Guy. I love giving away free BTC. It is my favorite thing to do. So that's basically going to be it for this week. Oh, man. I, I, can I, can I, I wonder if I can find my outro music. Sorry, I, I, I'm a little, little out of sorts this week. You know, it, it, we're still kind of in holiday mode. Um, but yeah, let's 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 let's, play, let's see if we can play it out with our Muzak. And of course, I can't find said Muzak because I am unprepared. Oh, here we go. Thanks for everybody. And if you love Bitcoin, hotter if you hear me.